0: is Windy City Slam Podcast! Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome on in to episode number 163. We have a new all-heel wrestling world champion, but it's not who you think. We recap the fun and crazy AHW show from this past weekend in Winthrop Harbor that featured four title changes. Axel Rico is still your CSW champion, but he's got a rough road ahead after retaining that title last Friday. And we preview a big weekend in Chicago and the Midwest with AAW, Warrior Wrestling, Fusion, Crash Tested Wrestling, and so much more. Plus, we welcome for the first time, a man that does some great things behind the scenes at AAW, the executive producer at AAW, Trent Zuberry. You're going to get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708- My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion and your freelance underground independent champion. And you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. And before we hit the local scene hard, I just want to make a quick comment about last week's AEW Dynamite. We had that amazing four-way promo battle to begin the show between AEW champion MJF, Darby Allin, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and Sammy Guevara. It was just so much fun to hear all four of these guys just go off on each other, and none of these four guys are like, you know, your established old-school stars that AEW had been riding a bit with for a while, like Chris Jericho and people like that and it's really cool to see these young pillars get their time it was a good like 15 to 20 minute segment to begin the show and mjf was always the star but each one of the four had a little bit of a highlight as well and i really enjoy that and if aew keeps bringing us stuff like that and that's really really going to be good and good job tony khan and the folks over at aew and mjf is going to really have a big payday coming up in about 12 months Alright, moving on to the local scene. This past Friday night, March the 17th, we had Chicago Style Wrestling's Lucky You at the American Legion in Franklin Park. The show opened with TJ Steele interrupting Chicago Style Wrestling general manager Steve Aaron Spiel, and Steele brought along with him attorney Eric Schultz, who ended up serving a lawsuit against CSW. And then we had the five-man scramble for the number one contendership for the CSW Championship. And the ice pick Vic Capri comes out victorious, outlasting Cody James, Adam Stallion, Solomon Tupu, and Marche Rocket when Capri ends up pinning Stallion. And then we had the Heather Reckless Gauntlet Challenge. And if Cypher ends up going through the gauntlet and beating every opponent in this challenge, he would get a one-on-one match. Against Heather Reckless but it did not happen and Cypher ends up defeating Alpha Zeta Zeta Hans Carden and Austin Adams early on in a handicap match and then Do Montgomery came up before Cypher beat him and then finally Cypher ends up losing to attorney Eric Schultz via the countout when he chases Heather Reckless out of the arena and thus Cypher does not get his shot at Heather Reckless. Dogface bastard Greg Murray won a beer drinking contest over Chris Miller to win the right to become Joey Mayberry's tag team partner in a three-way tag team match, a non-title affair with the Hatekeepers involved. But the Hatekeepers of Shane Boucher and Jay Marston defeat Murray and Mayberry, and Big Mood, Matteo Valentine and Jake Booty, with some help from Miller. The Hatekeepers, Conan Lycan, defeats Warhorse after interference from members of the Hatekeepers. Six-man tag team match and this one was really, really funny. We had Sean Mulligan and Marco Anthony and their partner, former WWE superstar Swaggle, defeating the team of Ryan Matthews, Jax Johnson, and Iniesta after Swaggle slams, and pins Jax Johnson. CSW Metro Division champion Steve Boz retains the title by pinning J.J. Garrett, despite Iniesta making his presence known around the ring and... With that, Boz's reign will surpass 400 days before CSW's next event in April. And then, in a great women's match, we had Sky Blue pinning Heather Reckless. After the match, Reckless takes the mic and says that Sky has earned her respect. And it seemed like the two had a moment there, and it was pretty cool. But then, we had the mysterious courier. yeah. Who's delivering a package to an American Legion Hall at about 9 or 9.30 on a Friday night? That's kind of crazy in itself. And then the package was delivered to Sky Blue, and Sky opens it up. It contains black roses. And then Heather sneak attacks Sky, knocks her down, and Hades X1X returns, and then he joins in on the attack as well. Sky Blue left Lang, Heather and Hades leave together. So this thing is going to be really interesting. I know last summer, Hades had a big to-do with Sky, and once again, that looks like that's the direction they're going in. And then we had, in a big tag team match, a huge victory for Team Babushka, Mario Pardua, and Shelly the Bombshell Benson defeat former CSW champion Joey Jet Avalon and the current CSW women's champion, Sierra. As Shelly counters a back hacks Stunner, attempt by Sierra, and ends up pinning her. And in your main event, the CSW Championship match, a no-disqualification match, Axel Rico defeats Shane Hollister. But then the hatekeepers attacked Axel afterward. Lycan takes the mic and says, Axel only has the title because I allow it. And Lycan called his shot. He wants his title opportunity in May. Vic Capriden comes out and chases off the hatekeepers. And now it appears that Capri will get his title shot as the number one contender against Axel Rico in April. So if Axel survives Vic Capri in April, he gets Conan Lycan in May. It just doesn't get any easier for Axel Rico, but quite frankly, he is delivering right now. And he's just been so good these last four or five months as CSW champion. Terrific job, Axel Rico. All right, we move on to Sunday, March the 19th. We have All-Heel Wrestling's March of War, and I was there at this crazy show at Starlight Skate Park in Winthrop Harbor. And let's run it down. We had the show opening with King Torch, Daylight, and Heathen of AEW Management in the ring. Trademark from Team Northland comes out, and after they trade some barbs back and forth, Torch agrees if Northland's goon, which turned out to be Metalhead, can win whatever they had lined up for him, any member of Team Northland will get a title shot in the future. So hence the gauntlet match was set for Metalhead. He defeats Nathan Nile, defeats Kenny Nine, and then defeats Armando Alvarez, who had CJ Cole at his side. And now he also defeated Alvarez a couple of months back at Haven. So it's the second time Armando Alvarez has taken a loss to Metalhead. And then... King Torch brings out NLS, the members of Coda Holiday, and Jax Johnson. Johnson takes a piece of paper from Trademark, shakes his head, and leaves Holiday alone to catch a beatdown. And, surviving the gauntlet, Metalhead, and King Torch acquiesces, gives him a future title shot. And then we have the AHW Change of Fortune Championship, Kenzie James, retained over Haven Harris. AHW Midwestern Championship and congratulations to Pauly Tomaselli who defeats the Apex athlete CJ Cole after a GTS type maneuver which he calls a supernova. After the match CJ Cole calls out Armando Alvarez and Theory of Asian Unity to join him in the ring and it appears now that they will become a faction. And then in a great women's match, a lot of fun too, Really good wrestling and some comedy as well. Missa Kate, one half of the NWA Women's Tag Team Champions, defeats Shelly the Bombshell Benson. And part of the story in this match was Missa Kate trying to steal the plush squishy doll from Shelly. Late in the match, Missa brings in her NWA Women's Tag Team title belt, but the ref took the title from her. With the ref's back turned, Missa hits Shelly with the plush doll and gets the pin. Last man standing match for the AHW Hybrid Championship. Your winner and new champion is demented Chucky Bates. Defeating Percy Drews after an intensely physical affair with doors and everything else. All this crazy stuff. And I believe Drews also put Bates through a door with a Percy cutter. But somehow Chucky Bates survives and pulls out the victory. And then the ice pick Vic Capri was inducted into the AHW Wrestling Hall of Fame. Really cool moment for a guy that's poured his blood, sweat, and tears in this business for well over 25 years. Congratulations, Vic. You deserve it, my friend. And then, when we came back from intermission, we had the AHW Women's Championship. La Muneca, Leslie Michelle, defeats Blair Onyx. And surprisingly, it was rather clean, too. That's something that you don't see from Team Northland much. And then we had the debuting, Eddie the Bruiser Cruz, knocking off attorney Eric Schultz. Schultz sells frustration as he was defeated by the debuting Cruz. Is Eric Schultz contemplating a heel turn? Hmm, we shall see. Then we had the number one contenders match, and this was an impromptu match on the show. Number one contenders match for the Change of Fortune Championship and we had Joey the Jet Avalon defeating the Mouth of the Midwest, JP, and Sierra in a three-way. Now, to set this up a little bit, JP, who hasn't been to a AHW show for a few months, he was supposed to wrestle last summer during their AHW and Wicked F'n Wrestling crossover. The torrential rainstorm wiped out his match, and he never got to wrestle on that show. So he comes out, comes back, Says he wanted to wash the Fletch Malone off the Change of Fortune title and said he'd take on anyone. Avalon comes out, but then moments later, Avalon's girlfriend, Sierra, comes out to make it a three way match. And then we had JP pinning Sierra with the assistance of the Ring Ropes, but the Heathen came out, restarted the match, and then Avalon, within about a minute, gained the victory. AHW Tag Team Championship. Dive bar rules. And this was insane. This was a good 15 minute. Just brawling all over the skate park. Chairs went flying. Beer went flying. It was absolutely utter chaos. And your new AHW Tag Team Champions. And they've been collecting belts. This has to be at least their fifth or sixth different. Independent Tag Team Championship in the Midwest. Country heir of Zach Hendricks and Doc Simmons. Defeat the... Defending champions Ghetto Gear Solid, Killer Cass Carter, and Rough Rider Rashad. Crazy stuff. And all four of those guys looked like they needed to uh, seek some serious medical attention. But believe it or not, they all actually walked out on their own feet. Pretty amazing. And then in the semi-main event, we had Cody James pitting Gunnar Wicks in a grudge match. In this match, both guys survived each other's finishing maneuver. And after the match there was actually a sign of respect between the two guys, which I thought you would never see considering they cost each other championships in past AHW shows. Cody and Gunner actually shook hands, and Trademark didn't look too happy about it. And then in your main event, the AHW World Heavyweight Championship, a bout between two LGBTQ plus community members, we had Mateo Valentine retaining Over dog face bastard Greg Murray in a a terrific match. And this was awesome. Both guys were really into this match. They, They poured all of their energy into it. And Mateo pulls out the victory using Victoria's Widow's Peak for the finish. Really, really cool. Then, the show was not over yet. No, no, it wasn't. Trademark, Leslie Michelle and Metalhead come out. And Cody James is conspicuous by his absence. So Team Northland comes out. Metalhead cashes in his opportunity right then and there. Beats Mateo in just a couple of minutes. And your new AHW World Champion is Metalhead. That wasn't the final shocking event of the evening though. After the match, King Torch comes out to confront Team Northland. Daylight comes out as well. Torch ends up turning on his own son Daylight. Says he's adopted. Trademark takes the brass knucks nails Daylight with the Nux. Leslie Michelle then wraps the steel chair around Daylight's arm and stomps on it. And for good measure, Metalhead delivers a few shots with the steel pipe as Team Northland and King Torch leave the ring with a new association as a bewildered heathen comes down and calls for help for Daylight. And then Mateo Valentine, also carried out by security. A lot to unpack with... AHW this past weekend it was a fun show a crazy show high energy for most of the card and uh, it's just a stunning ending seeing AHW owner King Torch siding with Team Northland and he went out he came on and said it was a more of a partnership with them but the way it went down though kind of crazy and we're gonna see what happens next time on May the 21st when they return to Starlight Skate Park for their next show. Gonna be nuts. And then also this past weekend, we have Southland Championship Wrestling's Mayhem and a couple of the big matches on that show in Shabance. Your Coffin Match went to James Creed defeating JPH. And for the SCW Genesis Championship, Koa Loxamana defeats Sean Mulligan to win the title. And we have some audio from Koa and Pretty Reckless talking about Koa's victory. What? Oh, it took nine months. Nine long months until you're finally here. Oh, my God. I worked my ass off for you.
1: Look, it's blue. It's just like my eyes. It's
0: got your eyes. We're doing this time together. There's no doubt about that.
1: It's oh, baby.
0: She almost came a month early. Uh at the Steam Hall brewery when we faced Sean Mulligan, and I, uh, I still debate that win because I was pinned. Come and on. today, today I think we proved. You're worthy. That's right. It was time for her to come. Nine now months. I said it
1: was time for this baby. Nine months. We've waited for you. We're gonna treat you so good. We're gonna take care of you. Little one. And you know what? We'll never let anybody take her away from us. Never. No way.
0: Moving on to this week, we have Thursday night's PWX Power Hour at the North Point Arena in Streeter. And then Friday night, March the 24th, A.A.W. presents Epic 19th Anniversary Event at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. And we're going to talk a lot more about this show with Trent Zuberry in just a few minutes. But the feature matches, we have A.A.W. Heavyweight Championship, Jake Something, defends against Robert Eagle Anthony. In a lumberjack match, we have Christy James versus Sierra, and what is now a double dog collar chain match. And that stipulation was added after my interview with Trent, and it's Davey Vega and Hartenbauer versus Mike Bennett and Levi Everett. And then in an I Quit match, we have Conan Lycan and Solomon Tupu with Chuck Smooth going up against Russ Jones and Schaff. Plus, you're going to see the AAW Tag Team Champions, Jossie and Galvin Tankman. Mance Warner, Manders, Silas Young, Big Beef Narls Garvin, Arez, Ren Jones, Gary J, Date Leon, Heather Reckless, and Shaza McKenzie. Also this Friday night, March the 24th, Fusion Pro Wrestling presents Spring Break at the Five Star Mart in Villa Park. We have Moondog Murray vs. the BOZ Steve Boz, Jordan Cross vs. Paulie Tomaselli, Missa Kate vs. Shelly the Bombshell in a rematch from All Heel Wrestling. Plus, you're going to see Doug Simmons, Apocalypto, and more. And also Friday night, March the 24th, north of the border, Legacy Pro Wrestling presents March into Madness at the Buena Vista Banquets in Milwaukee. Saturday, March the 25th, Crash Tested Wrestling has locked out at the Dean and Barbara White Community Center in Merrillville. And this show features the Heaven Through Hell match with... Names such as Chris Miller, Marche Rocket, Tully Bertorelli, Mike Strong, Gunner Brave, B.O.W., Hot Rod Daddy Andy, Eric Schultz, and more. And the winner of this match will face CTW champion, The Kang, Miles Mercer, at May's CTW show. And plus, we're going to see Renee Van Peebles with C. Red taking on Vega Venom. Also Saturday night, March the 25th, Warrior Wrestling 29 at West Catholic High School in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And if you can't make it out to Grand Rapids, that will also be broadcast on Pro Wrestling TV. For your Warrior Wrestling Championship, we have Truly Blessed Casey Navarro defending against Jordan Oliver. For the Warrior Lucha Championship, Ijo Del Vikingo defends against Ares. And then we have The Velocities taking on top flight in tag team action. Brian Cage faces Zachary Wentz in a crazy match. Warhorse against Max the Impaler. Then we have Clark Connors taking on Jake Something. Beastman faces the Lucky Punk Jordan Cross. And then this should be maybe an under-the-radar awesome match. And it's going to be Storm Grayson against Johnny Warrior, a.k.a. John Morrison. Watch out for that one. This one might steal the show. And then also Saturday night, March the 25th, we have Janesville Wrestling Alliance at the Stock Pavilion in Janesville, Wisconsin. We also have Black Label Pros, Observe This Brother at the RDS Gym in Crown Point, Indiana. And then also Saturday night, March the 25th, ARW and the Dynamic Wrestling Alliance present Turf Wars in Lake Station, Indiana. And Sunday, March the 26th, Golly, Lucha Libre! presents Gala Versario 16 at DuPage Soccer in Villa Park. All right, coming up next, AAW executive producer, Trent Zuberi. Stay tuned.
1: Hello, everyone. Maven, former WWE superstar. Season one, tough enough winner. Make sure you catch Windy City Slam podcast wherever podcasts are available. So, Windy City Slam. Check it out.
0: Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, Do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. com. <laughs> SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Crosstop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast, Mike Pankow. You are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast this week with AAW Pro's epic, the 19th anniversary event just around the corner. We welcome for the first time, AAW Executive Producer, Trent Zuberi.
1: Trent, how you doing? I'm good, Mike. Thanks for having me. It's, finally, it's nice to finally be on after uh, after seeing this, this podcast grow for the last uh, several years. Nice to be a guest. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, I've been looking forward to getting you on the show for quite a while, and AAW is one of the premier products in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest for independent wrestling. So, I definitely want to have you on. Let's talk a little bit about AAW and Epic and everything
1: else. Yeah, man. Nineteen years—we're we're the granddaddy of, of the scene now. So, we got we have, we have an example to set for everybody, and and we try to do that every time. That that's our goal is to is to be the trailblazer we've always been. So, I'm I'm excited. Nineteen years is a very long time be operating as an independent wrestling company
0: there's a lot going on right now with aaw and epic is coming up friday night march the 24th at 115 bourbon street in marionette park so talk a little bit about yourself and your connection with aaw so when did you get started with aaw what are your duties with the company
1: uh day one fan i was at the first show i was at the absolute first show i'm a day one fan I remember hearing about it. And me and my friend Dave uh were going to all the indies back in the early two thousands, which if anybody knows was a very, very different time. You guys have it very different now than it was back mm-hmm. then. And uh so now I was going to all the shows, AAW's I mean, literally a fan from day one. That was my monthly thing to do with a bunch of buddies. And um around twenty fifteen, the summer of fifteen, um, they put something out looking for music to use. And I'm in a band called Hemi. And uh, I said, yeah, I got music you guys can use license free just because I'm a fan of the company and yeah, I'd love to help out. So the funny thing was uh we were talking, we started, you know, kind of chatting. I said, Well, do you guys have anybody promoting in the city for you guys? I never see posters in the city. I mean, I, I can help out and do that too. But he said, Yeah, sure, let's 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 have you do that too. And and uh I still to this day am convinced that Mike Petkovich, the co owner of AAW, was uh was ribbing me because he would make it. Like, yeah. Come up and pick up some posters. I go, great. Where are you at? And he is way far. I'm talking like you might as well be in Iowa. Okay. And he was like, meet me at 7 30 AM on a Sunday morning at this gas station parking lot. Cause I don't know if you don't want me going to his house, but like I had to meet him in a gas station parking lot because he didn't <laughs> know me yet. And I'm like, man, a Sunday morning at 7 AM who the hell he wakes up this early. Right. And I'm like, and of course, you know, like like even wrestlers do. You know, you you, you put your dues in. You got to make those miles, no matter what time it is. And here I am, and I'm waking up early. And I, my wife at the time she's like, you, "You can't meet this guy any later." I'm like, "Ah, oh, I gotta be there." It's, and like, and I th- I tell him now, I said, "Why couldn't you just mail them to me? It would have been easier and cheaper for you to mail me a stack of posters." And he's like, "I like you were ribbing me. That was totally." He goes, "No, I wasn't." I go, "No, bull. You were absolutely ripping me." <laughs> But uh, but I started posting in the summer of 15 And um, Windy City Classic 2015 was my First official show working for the Company. That's the show where I I Got to the Auditorium early And come on in We're going to show you what goes on How the magic happens. From July till then I was kind of just showing up and A guest in the show because I was Helping Flyer. Now it's like okay You're going to get to see how everything works and it was amazing. I, because you think you know everything. I, I tell people like as much as this business has been exposed, you don't know everything how it works. <laughs> until you get until you work in the business and you see what goes on, you'll never understand how much more there is to what's even been exposed. It's crazy. So summer of our Wendy City Class of 2015 was my first official show with the company. Oh, then you want me to talk about what I do? So um uh, Started off, obviously, you start out, everybody starts off. You help set the building up, right? Set the chairs up, clean up, you know, basic stuff. It's when you kind of gain the trust of the brain, trust of the company, you know, that you're, you can be trusted with stuff and knowledge and, and things, how the company operates and whatnot, that you can start pitching ideas. If you have an idea about uh, a certain talent or story or functionality of a show or, uh, some kind of arc you want to pitch, your, or any, any kind of business idea, you know, you kind of get to a point where you're open, you're able to do that. So I got to a point where I, I gained to trust everybody and I started pitching some ideas for a couple of guys and a couple of girls and some storylines and some business ideas and some expansion ideas we can do. And then it just evolved from there. It kind of just went from there and became, you know, hey, sit sitting on the production meeting, in on the booking meeting. What ideas do you have? Then you kind of get that confidence, and you start growing within the company, and and then it and it just expands. And my role, from what it started to to now, it's like I I sit at the at the right hand of 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 the owners of the company. It's really awesome to know that, in just what's going to be my eighth year now is uh, it's come come a long way.
0: That's pretty amazing, and AAW. Brights itself on quality wrestling, high level independent talent, and great production value. Cause anytime you go to a show in person, whether it's LSA, 115 Bourbon Street, or even Bruin Eagles Club, you could see mm-hmm. how the stage is set up and the banners of all the former great oh, wrestlers yeah. that have been there and the production value of anything that's ever been on their streaming surfaces too, like high spots and in the past, like fight and all that too. Yeah. So it's an it's a great A A one production and you're a big part of that.
1: You know what? Production wise, you can't touch us. I, I I stand proud of our team. That you know, we got we got high end equipment, we got 4K cameras, but our pro we we are the most promo heavy company in, in independent wrestling. You know, every show you'll get no less than 20 promos filmed on every show. That's a that's an ungodly amount for independent wrestling, and we are running around cameras, producing content, promotional stuff, reaction videos. I mean, you name it, we have stuff constantly going so we always want to make i mean it's a show we want to make it feel like a show so there's promos playing in between it's it's like an old school it's what we all grew up on so we're like hey we want storylines we want promos we want the stage and the presentation to look good good lighting good effects good after effects music sound to be on point of course you have your hiccups like things happen you know you have issues with the building you don't get the perfect sound you don't get the lights how you want whatever it is but you you constantly evolve and and strive to be better every show, because if you're not, if you're, if you're resting on your laurels and thinking, well, we we're great, you're never going to grow. It's like, you have to always want more uh, and you always have to demand more of not only yourself, but of your team and and of the company as a whole. And that's what we do because we have fans to answer to. People are paying money for this product. They're coming in. Times are tough. Times are really tough right now. I mean, when you yeah, I can use the eggs example, right? Eggs are seven dollars, whatever. It's, it's like you're asking somebody to pay, you know, let's say thirty bucks for a GA, and that's a lot of money for people to use nowadays. And it's like if we're if they're gonna spend it, if they've committed to us. We have to commit back to them and give them everything we have, and that's what we're doing, man. And I, I'm really proud of our, our team constantly pushing the boundary on how much how we can make everything better. Every show is about being better than the last show, and we're proud of that.
0: And we just mentioned 19 years ago, and this is a quote yeah. from a certain somebody who made his return at AAW Legacy last month. It's a oh, place man. where a bunch of guys that nobody wanted started a company and then AAW was born. And now over the years, you've had guys that are in AEW, WWE Impact, guys that even mm-hmm. currently worth an impact that work with you guys as well, like uh, Josh yeah. Alexander. So you guys have had yeah. the talents come in over the years. So what is it like just being a part of that history?
1: Uh, Oh, that's one of my favorite parts of the company is there's a lot of history. I think we counted one time. There were 80 guys and girls who were on TV who came through our door, you know, and it's like, that's really cool. And and just the amount that I've gotten to work with in eight years, you know, I I haven't been there since the beginning, but even the people I've gotten to work with and seeing them on TV and seeing them still be friends. I mean, it's like watching something you're, you're, you know, something you helped build and, and having it grow and whatnot. Uh, but the history is awesome. I mean, look at the names we've had. I mean, you've had – I mean, all you I'll start at the top, Seth Rollins is the student of Danny Daniels. You know, he, he, Danny Daniels trained Seth Rollins, and he's the top guy, you know, one of the top guys in the world. Started at AAW. Yep. You know, he started the Berlin Eagles Club, you know, in front of a couple hundred people. and you know, the guy is, is headline WrestleMania, and he was Danny Daniels' student as a kid, you know, who came in. I mean, we've had that level of, of talent come through and um, not to mention so many more. I mean, you name it, they've been through the doors. And uh, it's awesome to see that. We have great working relationships with all the companies too, with all the majors. And, uh, you know, we did some stuff with Impact last year. And, you know, we have a great open door with, with AEW. And then WWE has, has been very complimentary of what we do. And they've had people at our shows. So it, it's really nice to know that. In 19 years, we've earned a great deal of respect within the industry, not only from the top dogs, but also our peers, too. You know, competition is one thing. No question about it. We're all, promotions are competing with each other. You're competing for the dollar. Mm -hmm. But to know that there is a mutual respect of, of what we've put in and the roads we've paved for people in 19 years is pretty good to know.
0: At AAW Legacy last month, Robert Ego Anthony, the first ever AAW champion, returned to the yeah. company he helped build. It was a shocking moment indeed. He made his intentions clear pretty quickly. And as he said, Jake something's name, and he wants championships. And then he got into a little bit with Mance Warner. And Ego went toe to toe with him a little bit and says, is he, Mance is nothing that he wants. He just wants to focus mm-hmm. on championships. But then later on in the evening, during that main event tag team match with Jake Something and Joy Janella against the Second Gear Crew. Eagle returned, attacked Manser again. So, what's it like to have Robert Eagle Anthony, the former freelance champion, the former AAW champion, back in
1: AAW? It, it's kind of surreal because you could see the emotion on his face backstage too, and even just standing in the ring. I mean, that's real. That's the that's the part where that's a human being standing in the ring of the company that that means a lot to him. It meant a lot to him you know, uh, over the years. That's where he cut his teeth and started his career. I remember going there and watching Egotista go fantastico, you know, that that was him. And I know talking to him backstage, it was very special to him to be a part of it and um to come back home. I'm I'm a big sucker for for people coming back home and, and, and getting those moments. Like uh last year, you know, we had uh, during the lineup weekend, we had Crotch come back for the first time. He stood in an AW ring and God, it was a decade almost, you know, or, or nine years, uh, Merrick Brave was there, you know, I and mean, things like Shane Hollister announced his return. I mean, it was really cool. You know, like those things are, uh, oh, that's 2021, sorry. Those things are awesome to me. Like people can, and I'm, and I push for that a lot. I say, we, we gotta, you know, it, it's great. If people are so around We we need to recognize those buildings. Yes. Certain people, they're not, they're not your Seth Rollins, but they're, of this scene, I mean, they might as well have been. I remember being such a big fan of some guys who were just local. You know, and as a kid, as a kid going to AEW, I'm like, they might as well have been Seth Rollins. You know, like, that. That's they might as well have been Hulk Hogan, in, in a sense, because they were so, they were stars to us. They were our guys. And no matter what, I, I'm big on history. Like, Robert Eagle Anthony's part of that. He was a major part of this company. And it's like, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're home, and you get to that's a that's that's first guard versus current guard. I mean, Mance represents almost like the last five years of the company. And he was the hood ornament for a lot of that, you know? And it's like the hood ornament of today versus the hood ornament of, of, of yesteryear. And it's like, that's awesome. That stuff's great. That's what stories are made of, you know? That's fun. All right. Now we're going to
0: take a little bit of a turn to go to AAW Epic, the 19th anniversary event, Friday night, March the 24th, one fifteen Bourbon Street in Marionette Park, south of Chicago. Six p.m. doors. Six forty-five AAW live taping, and then the yep. seven thirty main card of Epic. And you can get tickets at AAWPro.com. Or if you can't make it in, you can watch the show stream live at HighSpots.tv. That's fourteen ninety nine a month, and they've got a lot of different stuff on there, including some past AAW shows. So. This is going to be a hell of a show, and there's been a few matches announced so far, including the Lumberjack match. And this is a grudge match. This is the former AAW Women's Champion Christy Janes against Sierra. I'm very excited for this one. Sierra kind of got the short end of the stick in the title match a couple of months ago and Christy pulled off some dirty tricks. But Sierra's got some momentum now. She got the pinfall in the tag match last month at Legacy. So this should be really, really good. So uh, what are you thinking about this match, Trent?
1: Sierra's rise is incredible to me. She, to me, is one of The most hardworking wrestler. I'm not even gonna say hardworking women wrestler. No, she's one of the most hardworking wrestlers I've ever seen. And just her growth from the first time we had her to today is awesome. And I'm so proud that I've gotten to be a part of you know, helping write stuff for her and and produce her promos and be around her while she grows that. And it's awesome to me. I think I I'm so excited to see where she goes and. Sky's the limit for her because she has such a good head on her shoulders and such a great athleticism about her, and, and and she's amazing to me. And um, Christy's ultimate, she's the ultimate bad guy. She to me is she is the mean girl. You know that that she might as well have a burn book with her. She is absolutely the mean girl. She 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 held that title and she held it strong. The Christy story was awesome too. Like she she is to me that there's there's few girls who represent AAW and 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 Christy's one of them for sure. Um she uh, she really cornerstone that women's division for a while and i truly appreciate a lot of the work she did but she's she's a tough one i mean this is no joke like christy is a tough tough chick and she will tell you that and you have to fight and claw her to get her spot and this is like you i mean this is like wrestling aside this is like life you have to fight you have to beat her down to, to break her and take her spot so I love how hard she works. She gives everything, and she is she is nuts, and she will put everything out there. So that's why a lumberjack match with these two, one of the hardest working and one of the most fearless women I've seen. Like, don't miss it, man. Do not miss this one. This one is going to be so fun to watch.
0: It's going to be wild for sure. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to a tag team match. It just was um, announced a few days ago. We have the AAW heritage champion, Davey Vega and Hartenbauer against the veteran, Mike Bennett and Levi Everett. So this is going to be a lot of fun too.
1: Oh man. You couldn't find four guys. I I love more. I mean, let me, let me start. Let me start with one for team one, Davey Vega peak of his career right now. I think he's doing the absolute best work of his career. People love the bestie stuff. Heritage champion second reign Davey Vega with Johnny Bravo and the Bravo family unbelievable watch the promos if You don't believe me just watch the promos the confidence in the ring his is his uh, is athletic ability and on some new plane right now and he just it fired him up like when I I'm telling you what happened this is this is awesome when Fitchett won the title the heavyweight title it lit a spark under Vega People are looking at you, Remita, because they were always the besties. You associate with besties, besties, besties. Mm-hmm. And then Fitcher breaks out, and it's the heavyweight champ. Vega's like, I got to step up. And he absolutely did. I mean, everything asked of him, he did. I'm super, super excited and proud of where he's at right now. Hardenbauer, the nicest guy you're ever going to meet behind the scenes in the ring. He's ruthless. but. <laughs> I another guy whose whose rise has just been the the epitome of grinding for your know, grinding for your your uh, your earned merit. I mean that guy has worked his ass off to get where he is, and just another one. I'm so happy to see where he's grown with all this, and just I mean the match, the hardcore match, the death match with Mike Bennett a few months ago. Watch it if you haven't. Unbelievable, this match was. It's the match. I mean, we, I remember talking to Harden Bauer before. And I'm like, this is the match of your career. This is the career defining match. And it was. And ever since then, his season's been skyrocketing since then. And I'm super excited for where he's going. Obviously, Mike Bennett, a, a veteran, a true veteran, is an AEW Ring of Honor guy right now. I mean, he's been all over the world, every promotion. What more can you say? You know, he's, he's a very hardworking guy, but he, this story with AW is great because he said you know he's not he wasn't known as an indie darling mike bennett wasn't an indie guy so to mm-hmm. speak you know he was always associated with tv and, and and maria being such a star it's like they were just they were a tv couple you know and tv he was a tv star and he when we talked to him he's like just give me a chance to show you what i can do with these guys you know just give me a shot to show you and we did you know, he talked to Danny and Mike, and they said, "Fine, let's let's do it. Let's get you in there." And man, if he didn't really step up and and just show, like, you might have TV version of Mike Bennett that you see who's a little more clean. But man, when Mike Bennett has to scrap, this dude is double tough, and uh, it's awesome. I'm so happy. With it. Nicest guy in the world, dude. You talk to him, he will. He is right. He'll make you feel like a million bucks after yeah. you leave that conversation. And then Levi Everett is probably the biggest pop in the whole company. It's he's an Amish wrestler. I can't say much more. Fully Amish wrestler who doesn't even use on social media because the elders don't approve of it. He has other people do the stuff for him. So he's a very devout Amish man, and he is tough as nails because I've seen him get beat to hell and keep coming back. This is the Spike Dudley of today for a comparison. Mm-hmm. If you remember Spike Dudley, you you had to kill him to get him down. Levi average is in the same realm yeah i saw
0: levi everett wrestle against calvin teichman i believe it was for a black label pro show and he actually beat him and beat him down pretty good so it was pretty amazing to see the fighting spirit that a levi Everett had against a guy like calvin teichman so that guy oh my god against anybody
1: oh unbelievable man unreal what these guys have done it's just he's a tough guy tough tough guy (laughs) yeah
0: absolutely and then you have this awesome where's the beef I Quit tag team match. Oh, we have yeah. Conan Lichen and Solomon Tupu of Smooth Operations with Chuck Smooth, of course, lurking. And the EVP, Joe so probably not far behind. And oh, then yeah. they're going up against Russ Jones and Shaft. So this is definitely a where's the beef type
1: match. My favorite, I am a big Road Warriors guy, okay? We talked before we went on the air about old school stuff. I To this day, until Russ and Shaft, I had not seen a dominant big man muscle kill you tag team on the Indies, especially a road warrior-like tag team until these two. And, man, I I love it so much because these are two of the most legitimate, tough guys you'll ever see. I mean, look at them. Just look at them. Like, all you have to do is look at them. They just look like monsters. They're absolute beasts. You know, like, they're big, muscular dudes who are just – double tough and uh like i'm lucky they're friends i tell i tell them both but like, i am so lucky that i'm not on your bad side because i feel <laughs> i would be dead <laughs> like they're just tough dudes um, so it's like this is it is like i have these, these feelings of the road warriors and i watch them and it's so cool to see man uh i love that and you let them loose like a hardcore i quit hardcore style match. man. Sky's the limit. I bowled Bourbon Street down, but I but Tufu and Conan, no slouches. They're Black and Brave students, so they're taught in, in in they're taught by the best, and they're tough. They're tough dudes. I don't want to even say kids, like they're young, but they. I mean, we have thrown them in the fire quick, early. You know, like they came here. Yeah, look, like, remember one thing: Black and Brave. It's funny because they always say Danny's like their grandfather because of Seth, and, you know, Tyler Black. Is their dad their wrestling dad? Danny would be their wrestling grandfather. Yep, and because he taught that right. So the thing is, they a lot of the Black and Braves first stop outside of the school is us. That's where they we have they send it because it's like, hey, you're gonna go test your 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 ground there because this is this is the natural progression. If Danny says you're okay, grandfather has approved, you know, kind of thing. So they came here early and like we check tra- we check them out and we vet them and these two. Day one promos on work ethic on time helping out ready to go whatever we needed them to do they did it no pushback no argument Uh, and it's like you you get those opportunities that way and they inserted themselves where they had to and uh they were assertive also about about their careers and and the, and it's cool like to give them the shot is pretty awesome because Russ and Shaq have been around a while they're 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 more veteran. So Than these guys are, it's like you're getting a, a big moment to just brawl around Bourbon Street and and bleed and go nuts and break stuff and don't miss it. I, I'm so I'm so proud of the of Conan and Tupu to see how quickly they've adopted the ethic that we we want out of them at AAW, and it's really cool that that they've stepped up and they've stepped up to the plate and never looked back. So that awesome stuff to see. Hardworking guys, this will be a, a show steal, for sure.
0: And also on this show, you're going to see the AAW Heavyweight Champion, Jake Something, the AAW Tag Team Champions, Joss and Calvin Tankman, the Mancer, Mance Warner, Robert Ego, Anthony, Queen Aminata, and much more. So is there anything else you can let loose about this show that hasn't been announced as of yet?
1: Now stay tuned to AAW Pro on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram. You'll see all the announcements but you know the names you just mentioned that's there's a lot of names yet to have matches that are officially going to be put into into play so keep uh, keep an eye on that there's going to be some really cool stuff coming and remember this is the anniversary show 19 years is a very special a special show for us you know we never uh i remember we had to we missed epic uh, 2020 you know that was a bit, that one hurt you know back in 2020 epic was a tough one because uh we missed it because of covid obviously things got stopped and, and and I can let this out of the bag just this, a little piece of trivia that never really got known we had booked for Epic 2020 it was going to be, we had everything filmed and ready before everything shut down uh, Stefan Bonner was going to take on Fred Yehi in an absolute MMA type like just battle of skill showdown it was going to be amazing and sadly you know, Bonner just recently passed And yeah. our condolences to him but he was uh, that was set to go so Epic is always I think always has something special attached to it because it is the anniversary. And this is the last one before we hit 20. And I will say this, don't miss it because bourbon is like a W home. Uh, it's, it's the anniversary show. It's a big venue. There's lots of room. There's lots of people there. It's all, it's going to be special. I, I don't want to let any surprises out, but you're always going to have something, uh, especially a bourbon. Street. I feel like bourbon. We've always let, some cool stuff out of the bag at bourbon street. So yeah, be, be there and, and see, see it live. Yeah, once again,
0: it's Friday night, March the 24th, 115 bourbon street in Marionette park, AAW epic the 19th anniversary event for tickets. Go ahead and check out aawpro.com and Trent, you have a lot of irons in the fire, not only with AAW, but outside of AAW as well, you have a band named Hemi, which you mentioned at the top. So talk to me a yeah. little bit about the band and how long have you guys been playing.
1: Funny enough, we're also 19 years this year. I, it, it's it's this weird, uh, uh, I'm sorry, we're 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 in year 19. We're going to hit 20 in June. We're hitting 20 this year. We started in 03. Um, Emmy is a, a thrash metal band. You know, we've been around for a long time. We've thankfully been a big part of the Chicago scene and toward the Midwest and everything. We've done music for Impact Wrestling also for a couple of pay-per-views, and we've been involved in that. Uh, give music to various, you know, even on radio in 22 countries and TV in 11, uh, all over the world. It's been really nice, uh, to see this growth of of the band in parallel with everything else. So, I'm the bassist, I'm the lead singer. dot Music.com is a website. If you like older stuff kind of fused in, like, like the old Metallica, Megadeth, Iron Maiden stuff, with a touch of the newer style with the Revocation, Darkest Hour, Between the Buried and Me, that's what Hemi is. And it's, uh, it's really awesome to, to, to be a part of that too very special thing you know probably the most consistent thing in my life really, if you think about besides my family so I do that uh Hemi also I'm in a punk band I'll call Toxic Rocket which is a more of a pop I just play guitar in that one I don't sing that's just a guitar thing but we're uh we've been around for about seven years now as well put a bunch of stuff out to look up Toxic Rocket I do that, and uh, yeah, along with that, the day job, the AAW, family. <laughs> I don't know how I sleep, but I definitely find some time here and there to catch a couple of links. But I stay very busy in it. But it's—I wouldn't have it any other way, man. Being a part of this industry and the music industry are—it's uh, very, very interesting to say the least. And it's two different worlds, but a lot of similarities.
0: You also have a little bit going on in the podcasting world, correct?
1: Yeah, I kind of stepped back a bit now. I was doing a um, uh, I was doing a weekly with uh, with the TNI Network for it's called Total Nonstop Impact. It was an Impact Wrestling more of a talk show, not really a review. We'd, we'd go post show, but we worked with them closely. Um, yeah, you know, we weren't official, but we were probably the the leading Impact podcast out there. And we had guests, and they were supplying us guests. And we had our Patreon and merchandise. The show it's still on, it's still going. I stepped back because of my duties with AAW. I couldn't really because of working with so many of the the impact guys uh it was a little hard for me to you know on a thursday talk in show mode and then friday and i have to go produce these guys and it's like it's it was was a weird concept for me so i kind of stepped back and just helped out from behind the scenes so the guys are still doing the show very successful which is really nice to see and it's grown amazingly with the discord and tons of merch and um, you know, we've been, we've worked with Impact on a bunch of things and whatnot. So it was really cool. It was really cool to see. And I'm, and I'm, and, I, and I'm definitely also helping out with the AAW podcast, the AAW Pro um, podcast, Redefined, which is getting off the ground with Mike Freeland, who, um, who was the host of the, uh, the Front Row Material podcast with Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whitbreck. And he still yes. does that. Yep. And he's our, he's our host now, which is really cool. So um, we're doing that. It's a bi monthly podcast. He has a rotating second seat, so it's Mike and then whoever is in you know, in the seat that week. So uh, you have Kevin Kellum. It could be, you know, it could be anybody from Tyler Voles to myself. It depends who's, who's around and who we schedule, and then we'll have some guests on there. But I'm kind of consulting on that behind the scenes, too. All
0: right, Trapp, before we let you go, uh, go ahead and show your social media and whatever else you want to plug.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the company, AAW Pro, on all platforms, in Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Just type in A W Pro, it all comes up for my band Hemi Music on everything A W uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Just type in Hemi Music and all come up. That's um, one word. Uh, my personal Transuberry at on Twitter. It, that's that's what you can find. Probably the best one to get me on is there. And um, and that's yeah. That's all. Toxic Rocket, Toxic Rocket music is on. Uh, it's the same thing with all, all the different socials. So I give it a follow and, uh, and check it out. But no, I parting words. I, part word I want to say I just want to thank all the A W fans. It's been an amazing ride for 19 years and i think we've we've come to a place not only with the fans and 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 the city and the industry but uh we have a great locker room you know your locker rooms today are they're spread out i mean obviously some people who work in your company can work another one tomorrow even locally sometimes you know and i mean they work different places nowadays it's very almost territorial in a sense now where they're they're kind of flying all over the place but when they're in our house. We uh we get so much out of them. We have a great, great lineup, a great roster back there. And we have a very, what I like to call it, we have a really clean ecosystem at AW. Like our locker room is, is full of good, hardworking people who are just out there to give it their all. Uh, and not only the wrestlers, but also the crew. We have a great crew. Our crew is second to none. And uh, we're experienced. And just, it's a really, we have a good ecosystem. We've gotten rid of anybody who brought a negative uh, vibe into the company is out we have we have good strong people in, out there and uh and with that we're able to produce a great product for everybody so i'm I'm very thankful to the fans for being receptive to things we do and uh and always supporting it for, for almost 20 years now. it's pretty cool yourself included mike <laughs> appreciate
0: it trent thank you for coming on and good luck with aaw epic coming up thank you man All right, great conversation with A.A.W.'s executive producer, Trent Zuberry. Be sure to check out A.A.W. Epic, the 19th anniversary event at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. Should be a thrilling show. All right, next week, we're going to recap all this local action. Preview WrestleMania 39. That's right, we're right on the doorstep of WrestleMania Hollywood. And we welcome for the first time... A former WWE and Impact Wrestling superstar, a longtime Chicago area independent wrestler. He's one half of the fixers and former NWA United States Tag Team Champions, Jay Bradley. And we're going to talk about the upcoming NWA 312 pay per view in Highland Park and more. You can catch that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.